0: European Heart Journal, Issue at a Glance, Volume 41, Issue 26. Focus Issue, Vascular Medicine, by Editor-in-Chief Professor Thomas Lucia. Read to you by Morgan Bryan. Vascular Medicine, the Cinderella of Cardiology, back on stage. Cardiologists commonly focus on the heart, but cardiovascular medicine is more than that. The vessels are important as well. Acute aortic syndromes are major causes of premature death and deserve the appropriate attention of physicians and scientists alike in order to understand mechanisms and predictors of distension. Of note, like coronary disease and heart failure, diseases of the aorta have pronounced sex differences. As outlined in the article, Sex Differences and Temporal Trends in Aortic Dissection A population-based study of incidence, treatment strategies and outcome in Swedish patients during 15 years by Christian Smedberg and colleagues from the Karolinska Institutet in Stockholm, Sweden. During the study period between 2002 and 2016, 8,057 patients in Sweden were diagnosed with aortic dissection identified from the National Patient Register and the Cause of Death Register. Of those, 71% were hospitalized whereas 29% deceased without hospital stay. The annual incidence was 7.2 per 100,000, with 9.1 in men and 5.4 in women, and a decreasing trend over time in men. Within the first 14 days after onset, 32% underwent surgical repair. The proportion of surgically treated increased from 2002 to 2006, to 2012 to 2016, from 27% to 35%. In hospitalised patients, 30-day mortality decreased in the same periods from 26% to 21%. Long-term mortality decreased as well by 26%. Women had a higher 30-day mortality than men after acute repair, a sex difference. Thus, there is a higher incidence of aortic dissection than previously suspected but a decreasing incidence in men. Surgical therapy is used increasingly and with more favorable outcome, but less frequently offered to elderly patients. The sex differences regarding both incidence and outcome require attention, as outlined in a thoughtful editorial by Kim Eagle and Nicole Bahave from the University of Michigan Medical Center in Ann Arbor, USA. The understanding of molecular mechanisms of aortic dissection is limited, thus the article prevention of aortic dissection and aneurysm by an aldh2 mediated switch in vascular smooth muscle cell phenotype by fang shu and colleagues from the shandong university Kilu hospital in jinan china is highly welcomed the authors remind us that for this life threatening disorder pharmacotherapeutic remedies are lacking aldehyde dehydrogenase 2 or aldh2 polymorphism are linked with risk factors for the disease such as hypertension, atherosclerosis, and hypercholesterolemia. Therefore, they conducted two case studies with 307 patients with aortic aneurysms or dissections and 399 healthy controls. Subjects carrying a mutant ALDH2 gene had a 50% reduced risk of aortic aneurysm or dissection compared with wild-type alleles. Using animal models, Inhibition of ALDH2 was found to retard the development of aortic aneurysm and dissection. Mechanistically, ALDH2 inhibition ablated the VSMC phenotypical switch through interaction with myocardin, a determinant of the contractile phenotype. Using microarray and bioinformatics analyses, ALDH2 deficiency was found to downregulate MIR-315P with further altered myocardin mRNA level. Gain of function and loss of function studies verified that MIR315P significantly repressed myocardin levels and aggravated the VSMC phenotypical switch and aortic aneurysm or dissection formation, an effect blunted by the ALDH2 inhibition. Thus, ALDH2 mutation or inhibition downregulates MIR315P levels while promoting contractile genes downstream of myocardin in the context of high angiotensin 2 levels in primary human VSMCs. Through these pathways, ALDH2 deficiency is associated with a lower risk of aortic aneurysm and dissection in patients and mice. These novel findings suggest that ALDH2 and MIR315P might be novel targets for preventative therapies as further discussed in an editorial by Elena Aikawa from the Harvard Medical School in Boston, Massachusetts. Obesity has become a real epidemic and associated with unfavorable cardiovascular outcomes. It is, however, difficult to manage. As a result, it's currently even treated with surgery. Obesity is not only a risk factor for diabetes and coronary disease, but also for abdominal aortic aneurysms as it's associated with activation of inflammatory pathways. The cytokine interleukin-18, or IL-18, has two receptors, i.e. IL-18 receptor and the sodium chloride cotransporter. In human and mouse abdominal aortic aneurysm lesions, IL-18 co-localizes with its receptors at regions rich in adipocytes, suggesting a role for adipocytes in promoting IL-18 action as further evaluated in the article, adipocytes promote interleukin-18 binding to its receptors during abdominal aortic aneurysm formation in mice by gyo Shi and colleagues from the Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston, Massachusetts. Murine abdominal aortic aneurysm development requires both receptors. In mouse abdominal aortic aneurysm lesions, IL-18 binding to these receptors increased, adjacent to perivascular adipose tissue. 3T3-LI adipocytes enhanced IL-18 binding to macrophages, aortic smooth muscle and endothelial cells by inducing both IL-18 receptor expression. Adipocytes also enhanced the expression of IL-18 and the IL-18 receptor in T-cells and macrophages, as well as aneurysm pertinent protease expression by macrophages, and smooth muscle cell apoptosis. Perivascular implantation of adipose tissue from either diet-induced obese mice or lean mice, but not that from OB knockout mice, exacerbated aneurysm development. Adipocyte leptin and fatty acid-binding protein 4 were essential in promoting IL-18 binding to macrophages and possibly other inflammatory and vascular cells by inducing their expression of IL-18, IL-18 receptor, and sodium chloride cotransporter. Thus IL18 uses both this receptor and the sodium chloride cotransporter to promote aneurysm formation. Lesion adipocyte and perivascular adipose tissue contribute to the pathogenesis by releasing leptin and fatty acid binding protein 4 to activate this inflammatory pathway. The clinical perspective of these findings are discussed in an editorial by Largs Meg de Fessel and colleagues from the Karolinska Institutet in Stockholm, Sweden. Smoking is a major risk factor not only for coronary artery disease but also aneurysm formation and rupture. Smoking cessation is challenging as it's linked to genetic factors and is addictive in its own right. Electronic cigarettes have been marketed as a healthy alternative to cigarettes and effective for smoking cessation in their article entitled Short-term e-cigarette vapour exposure causes vascular oxidative stress and dysfunction, evidence for a close connection to brain damage and a key role of the phagocytic NADPH oxidase, or NOx2. Thomas Munsell and colleagues from the Johannes Gutenberg Universitat in Mainz, Germany evaluate these claims. They remind us that e-cigarettes can induce oxidative stress and vascular dysfunction, although the mechanisms are still unclear. Acute e-cigarette smoking produced a 27% impairment of endothelial function in chronic smokers, as determined by flow-mediated dilatation. In mice, e-cigarette vapour without nicotine had more detrimental effects on oxidative stress, inflammation, lipid peroxidation and eventually endothelial function than vapour-containing nicotine. These effects of e-cigarette vapour were largely absent in mice lacking phagocytic NADPH oxidase, or NOx2. In vitro blood vessel incubation with e-cigarette product acrolein, a reactive aldehyde, recapitulated the NOx2-dependent effects of e-cigarette vapour. Thus, e-cigarette vapour exposure increases vascular and cerebral oxidative stress via a NOx2-dependent mechanism via the toxic aldehyde acrolein. As such, e-cigarettes might induce adverse cardiovascular and cerebrovascular effects, which is concerning given their increasing use amongst the youth. This is further explored in an editorial by Thomas Guszczyk and colleagues from the University of Glasgow in the United Kingdom. Ageing and longevity genes are likely to play a crucial role in cardiovascular disease. Myocardial infarction and stroke are particularly prevalent among the elderly. In their basic science article, Single systemic transfer of a gene associated with exceptional longevity halts the progression of atherosclerosis and inflammation in APOE knockout mice through a CXCR4-mediated mechanism. Carmon Vecchioni and colleagues from the University of Salerno in Baronisi, Italy assess the therapeutic effect of the longevity-associated variant LAV-BPI-FB4 gene therapy on atherosclerosis. APOE knockout mice fed a high-fat diet were randomly allocated to receive LAV-BPI-FB4, wild-type BPI-FB4, or an empty adeno-associated viral vector. LAV-BPI-FB4 gene therapy rescued endothelial function of mesenteric and femoral arteries from APOE knockout mice. This effect was blunted by AMD 3100 a CXC chemokine receptor type 4 or CXCR4 inhibitor. LAV BPI FB4 treated mice showed a CXCR4 mediated shift in the balance between 6 C high and 6 C low monocytes and M2 M1 macrophages, along with decreased T cell proliferation and elevated circulating levels of interleukins IL-23 and IL-27 in vitro conditioning with LAV BPI-FB4 protein of macrophages from atherosclerotic patients resulted in a CXCR4-dependent M2 polarisation phenotype. Furthermore, LAV BPI-FB4 treatment of arteries explanted from atherosclerotic patients increased the release of atheroprotective IL-33 while inhibiting the release of pro-inflammatory IL-1-beta, inducing enos phosphorylation and restoring endothelial function. finally, significantly lower plasma BPIFB4 was detected in patients with pathological carotid stenosis than in controls. Thus, transfer of the longevity-associated variant of BPIFB4 reduces atherosclerosis and shifts macrophages towards an M2-resolving phenotype via CXCR4, thus opening up novel therapeutic possibilities in cardiovascular disease. As further discussed in an editorial by Giovanni Camici and Luca Liberale from the University of Zurich in Switzerland, this issue is also complemented by various discussion forum contributions. In a piece entitled "Sleep Patterns, Genetic Susceptibility, and Incident Cardiovascular Disease: The Role of miRNAs," Salvatore Patane from the Cardiologia Hospitalia San Vincenzo Taormina. Azienda Sanitare Provinciale di Messina, comment on the recent publication entitled Sleep Patterns, Genetic Susceptibility, and Incident Cardiovascular Disease, a prospective study of 385,292 UK Biobank participants, and Luci and colleagues from the Tulane University School of Public Health and Tropical Medicine in New Orleans, USA. Chi responds in a separate comment. In a contribution entitled Obstructive Sleep Apnea and Inflammation in Age-Dependent Cardiovascular Disease, John Elsby Sanderson and colleagues from the Capital Medical University-affiliated Anzen Hospital in Beijing, China, comment on the recent contribution entitled Inflammaging, the Role of Inflammation and Age-Dependent Cardiovascular Disease by Giovanni Camici and colleagues from the University of Zurich. Kamichi et al respond to Sanderson in a separate comment. The editors hope that this issue of the European Heart Journal will find the interest of its listeners.